This is the Concealed Carry Podcast, episode number 319. And welcome to the Concealed Carry Podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. I am your host, Riley Bowman, and I am flying solo this evening, guys and gals. Uh, just sitting here at the home office after a long trip back east, returning from the Concealed Carry Expo put on by the USCCA. We had a great time, and uh, so actually, uh, I owe everyone a, an apology because this episode is coming to you over a week late. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> it was my intent to get uh, episodes published last week, but uh, yeah, about that. Uh, let's just say that things were a little crazy around here, a little crazier than I anticipated, so I apologize for that. So basically, we took a, about a week off for the podcast. Uh, we got the Concealed Carry Expo done. We had a great time. We had a lot of great guests and interviews that we were able to accomplish while there. And if you missed all that coverage, uh, you missed out. Uh, although you can still get it, you can go to our YouTube channel or to our Facebook page, either or, and you can find a playlist on those platforms for the Concealed Carry Expo 2019. And you can go back and re-watch re or watch, <clears throat> if it's your first time, all of the interviews we covered all weekend long. And trust me, there are some good ones. Uh, we talked with folks like John Lovell, uh, Chris Serino, Rob Pincus, this guy named Chris Locke from Federal. That was a really interesting interview. you got to go listen to that one, talking about ballistics and what's really real, where it comes to how bullets perform. We also talked with, uh, let's see, Tim Schmidt, of course, president of the USCCA. We had uh, John Correa. That was another great interview. And a bunch more, guys. Uh, I'm not even scratching the surface here. So, <clears throat> great show, great interviews. We had a great time. Uh, we worked our tails off. Uh, hopefully, our production quality was on point. Uh, you know, as I looked back, I think there was a few things I thought, yeah, we probably could have done this or done that a little bit better, but... Overall, I was quite pleased and uh, happy with the result because, you know what, we did so much with so little. We are still a small crew, a small operation. We don't have the budgets of the big boys, but I'd like to think we put on a pretty good show. Anyway, <clears throat> oh, also, we gave out uh, like 2,000 hats. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Tons of these 511 Flight 93-911 Memorial hats. Uh, really cool hat, and especially poignant considering the location of the event, not being too far from where Flight 93 went down 18 years ago now, almost 18 years. So people seem to be pretty excited to get their hats, and uh, we were happy to give them out. So thank you to 511 Tactical for uh, assisting us and sponsoring us for that event. Speaking of which, one of 511 Tactical's friends, Kyle Lamb. He is the topic of today's episode. So let me introduce that to you. Today, I am pleased to play back for you an interview I did with Kyle Lamb from the NRA show, actually. Kyle was so kind for, uh, you know, I grabbed him at the show. We just bumped into each other. Seems like we almost always end up bumping into each other at the shows. And uh, I said, you know, Kyle, uh, do you think we could get you back for a quick interview on the podcast again? And he said, yeah, sure. 
he had a, a short window of time available about 45 minutes later. So we agreed to meet. He said, come on over to the mag pump booth and let's do it there. <clears throat> now mag pump, if you're not familiar, is a really cool product. Uh, they, they hit the market in a big way a few years back with their AR 15 magazine loader. And let me tell you, this thing is really slick. Basically it has a hopper where you place some two twenty three or five, five, six rounds and you stick your magazine in the receiver part portion of it. And all you got to do is work a lever, click, 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 click. And it self indexes and loads those rounds into that magazine. Just super slick. Really, really, really cool. I've had the pleasure of using these a few times at some matches, at some three gun matches, and just have been really impressed with the Mag Pump product. And then also recently, I think last year, they released a uh, version for nine millimeter mags. And so this one's even cooler because you can quite literally just dump the rounds in the hopper. Place a Glock mag, a Smith & Wesson M&P mag, a P320 mag. I think they, they'll work on FN, uh, FNS, FN509 mags, I think. Uh, I'm sorry if I don't get that quite right. I know they work with a number of magazines. <clears throat> Put, plug your mag in with the appropriate adapter. Drop your rounds. In fact, it'll accept 50 rounds, so a full box of ammo in the hopper. And then click, 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 click. Really cool stuff, guys. So... MagPump will be an honorary sponsor of this episode because uh, they were kind enough to let us crash their booth and do a quick interview with Kyle. So that was a great time. Thank you, MagPump. And uh, also another honorary sponsor would be Viking Tactics, Kyle Lamb's own company, of course. So uh, we appreciate Kyle. We appreciate Viking Tactics. We appreciate MagPump. And again, we appreciate 511 Tactical. Guys, go give all those guys, those companies some love send some money their way, buy their products. They're great companies making and selling great product. I use and love them all. So <clears throat> I am not going to waste any more of your time, really. Let's get right to it. Stick around to the end of the episode where I'm going to announce the winner of this week's weekly giveaway, which was somebody, one lucky winner, was going to get one of our last remaining hats from the uh, Concealed Carry Expo, one of these 9-11 memorial. It's actually a logo that shows the Twin Towers, the Pentagon, and the Flight 93 all right there on the front of the hat. Again, uh, courtesy of 5 Tactical. So one lucky winner, someone who signed up at concealedcarry.com forward slash podcast prize. Make sure you do that each week for an opportunity to win great stuff from us here at concealedcarry.com. All right, that's all I got to do is get signed up each week. Each uh, giveaway usually starts on a Tuesday and ends on the following Monday. Uh, sometimes a little bit late getting those set up, though. Anyway, make sure you get signed up. All right, guys, let's cue the tape here and roll it on back for Kyle Lamb. Hey, folks, uh, Riley here, and I'm actually sitting in the Mag Pump booth together with Kyle Lamb. And uh, Kyle is so kind to, uh, on short notice even, I, I, I texted you like an hour ago. I said, Kyle, dude, like, I saw you in the hallway here, and I thought, after the fact, dude, like, we've been talking for a while about getting you back on the show. Yeah, for sure, man. And so I uh, appreciate you for uh, on the fly, you know. Yeah, anytime. This, it's, and, it's awesome. I like what you guys are doing. And, of course, being at NRA, this is just awesome all around, you know. Yeah. Well, we 
of course, we, we love what you're doing. And your podcast seems like it's really doing well, growing. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of folks I talk to, you know, talk about it. Uh, we're fact, fixing to make a big change with that. Oh. Yeah, we're... That's so, either a good thing or, I mean... Well, here's, it's here's a good yeah, thing. Here's what we're doing. We're, <laughs> but it's always risky, though. Well, it is, except for when it's your customers that tell you what they want. Yeah. Then, to me, I, I, okay, you know me. I love history. Yeah. So we've had people say, oh, we want more history. Hey, talk more about history or whatever. So what we're going to start doing is we're still going to continue exactly the way we've always done it, trying to get yep. good guys on. And we've had you guys on. And we've had professional shooters. We've had guys that hunt, gals that hunt. We've had you know uh, school safety people, all kinds of stuff. What we're going to do now is we're going to add – the historical element, which means we're going to do special podcasts where we only talk about history. Ah. So we're picking some subjects, and, and for the very first one that we're going to do, uh, we're going to I'm going to actually have my son on there with me nice. because I don't know that I can sit in a room and talk to myself. I do that enough without doing it on a podcast. <laughs> so he'll be on there with me, and we'll uh, we'll pick a historical historical event that we're going to talk about and uh, i'm excited and i know that our customers once again they ask for it and if they don't like it then we don't have to do that we'll continue yeah. the way we've done it and we're going to continue that way anyway but right. uh, yeah you have to check it out uh for folks that may not be uh aware i mean if you don't know what we're talking about here so kyle lamb has the team vtac uh podcast all right so you, you should just go into the podcast uh store or whatever right now find team vtac Start downloading that sucker because Kyle has a great podcast, and he he uh, like like you said, you love history. Yeah, big history buff. Yep. you're constantly reading. Yep. Uh, what, what's a what's a book you've read recently? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I should say this out loud, but I'm going to just do it anyway. <laughs> I read a book about C.S. Lewis really? and um, Tolkien. So C.S. Lewis and Tolkien, if you're familiar with them, C.S. Lewis wrote the Narnia Chronicles, yep. or Chronicles of Narnia. Tolkien wrote the, uh, what's the ring one? The, the, uh, the Oh, geez. Lost, Lord, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yes, he wrote, he wrote Lord of the Rings. I haven't read that. And but The Hobbit. When I read, when I read this book about C.S. Lewis and Tolkien, who, yep. I'm not sure if you knew this, but they were both in World War I. They both yep. saw a lot of fighting. And instead of coming back and being shell-shocked, which a lot of people were at the time, they, they had some of those issues going on too, but they turned to each other, and they, they weren't friends before that. They started writing together. Um, at that time, C.S. Lewis was an atheist, and he ended up becoming a Christian. Right. And uh, the book was very interesting. What he said was there's a book that he read that he, he, C.S. Lewis recommended to everybody called uh, Fantasties, which I guess it's almost like Fantasies. Uh, a fairy romance between men and women. Okay, that sounds completely goofy. But in that day, that didn't mean that you were hanging out in San Francisco. It meant something different. And uh, I read the book, and it, it's a phenomenal book. So that led me to say, okay, if that's what he's reading, I'm going to read, here we go, <laughs> The Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah. So I picked up the first book. I never read that as a kid. I never read it to my kids. I never thought there was anything that in there worth reading. Yeah. It's phenomenal. It's it's yep. you don't have to be a kid to read that book and get something yep. out of it. It's really a good it's a good read. And then I'm reading some other historical books right now. I'm actually reading a, a really large book by a guy named Morgan, but it's written about Daniel Boone. Oh, and cool. uh, what's cool about that, so we're in Indianapolis right now. Yep. On my way home from this, we're actually gonna go by Boonesboro, which is where Fort Boone or whatever you want to call it, where Daniel Boone first set up the fort in Kentucky mm. when they were bringing settlers into this area. Mm. So there's a lot of history that, I mean, we're right, we're right amongst that 
yeah. history right now. This, this is the original Wild West. Oh, yeah. And this yeah. Is, it's crazy. Uh, we were up, my son and I were up in Chilcoth, I think is how you say it, Chilcoth, Ohio. And that's actually where the Indians had captured Boone. And we went up there to do a forging class. We learned how to forge tomahawks and, and, mm. and axe heads. And we're doing it right there where those guys were doing the same thing, you know, 100 yeah. years ago. Well, actually, it would have been like 17... Uh, 1770, 1780, some, something like that. So it was kind of around the same time as the Revolutionary War sure. when a lot of the settlement was happening, too. So I think Boone was actually with Washington when they had Braddock's Revenge or Braddock's, or not Revenge, Braddock's War there with the mm -hmm. French and Indians. That was in the 1750s. So, you know, it wasn't that long after that uh, they started trying to settle this area. And yeah, history is awesome. Yeah. There's so much, and it's, it's all around us. And it's pretty fresh where we're at right now. This place hasn't been here for. For that long but yeah that's what i'm reading i guess that's a long answer yeah. <laughs> but uh you know me you start talking history and i'm and gonna books. ramble on yeah. books and history i love it uh yeah i've read a couple that you recommended to me and uh, i've never been disappointed so now chronicles of narnia uh about 15 years ago almost now i was uh, actually I, I did a short stint working in las vegas for a home builder and because uh, that's my background construction and while i was there I was only there for six months, and I was kind of bored sometimes, you know, at yeah. nights. And I, I was walking through Walmart, and I saw the the whole compilation, of the all, you know, the Chronicles oh, of yeah. Narnia. The books, yeah. The, the, it was the one book all together with all of his books with that storyline. And I just, like, out of curiosity, picked it up. I think the first movie had just come out yeah. around yeah. that time. You and know, I've never seen the movies. But sure, yeah. sure. So, I mean, there was a little more interest, you know, publicly, yeah. you know, about it. So I picked up the book, and kind of like you, I was like, ah, I don't know, let's just give this a shot. I couldn't put it down. It's fascinating. The, the story, the, some of the stories, and then like when you realize what C.S. Lewis is really trying to communicate, yeah, yeah, it's quite it's powerful strong. as it's well, really, spiritually. I would really, say. yeah. Oh, it's extremely. When you think about Aslan, I think that's how you say it. The the big lion that's mm -hmm. in the. It's. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it because yeah. it's so descriptive, and as a writer, I mean, I, I'm actually working on a fiction. Uh, book right now and I hear some guys they say I'm going to write a book and I go well how many books do you read I don't read <laughs> well if you don't read books how are you going to be a good writer right if you're going to be a good shooter you actually have to shoot guns you know what I'm saying so it's yeah. kind of the same thing and I feel like my brain I I I hope I can somehow emulate a little bit of the 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 awesome descriptions that those guys are able to do it because when you when you do that one you can read one. They're selling mag pumps like crazy. Now he's kicking us out of the way over here. <laughs> um, you can read those descriptions, and you, you feel like you're there, and I think that's yeah. what makes it good. That's why I really like his stuff. I'm probably not a big fan of Ernest Hemingway, and I've said that before, but sure. I like uh, to read C.S. Lewis. I haven't read any of Tolkien's stuff. Um, uh, I'll be honest. That I've tried to read, and some, some of the listeners, if there's any J.R.R. Tolkien fans listening right now, you're going to think this is blasphemy. I've tried to read the series of his books just because, I, I, you know, I think, why not? Like, he, he's a great writer. Yeah. It's a little harder to get through for me than Chronicles of Narnia. I have not gotten through The Hobbit, for instance. I've read parts of it. I'll be honest. I kind of jumped around. Yeah. Because there's, there's, so he, he's amazing, but his storylines are, I think, a little bit slower moving than, say, like C.S. Lewis. So another one that's actually sitting by my bed right now is Gulliver's Travels. Oh, yeah. And the reason I'm reading that is because I, as I read about Daniel Boone 
in one of their camps, the only book they had in camp was Gulliver's Travels. And I'm thinking, ah, I was forced to read some of that as a kid. Yeah. But as a kid, I never really got into it. I've sure. been reading that as well. And it's an old, old book. The one yeah. I have is 70 years old, which the, that book was written way back late 1600s early yeah. 1700s or something it it that's another good read but it it the descriptions it just makes you feel like you're standing there and i sure. think that's uh that definitely has helped my writing i hope i hope it's helped it but uh can we go back to magpump yeah they got, i was just guys. thinking you know folks if you've been hearing in the background you might be hearing kind of this you know, almost like sounds like pocket change getting dumped through a machine or something and what's going on is we're at the magpump booth and if you're not familiar with magpump I'll let Kyle talk about some more about it, obviously, but but they're dumping rounds in these hoppers, right? You no know, loading mags. They're they're doing demonstrations for all the showgoers here. Yeah. So so, so the mag pump, uh, these fellows here have come up with this idea of a faster way to load mags, which to me is always good. I've figured out some yep. really fast ways to unload them. Yep. By squeezing the trigger, but <laughs> sometimes loading them can be a real pain in the butt. And right, you want to spend your time shooting. Not yeah, reloading. I want to spend my time shooting. And and one thing I've also realized. Uh, now that we've we've started working with Magpump, there's a lot of guys out there that really like to shoot, but they have problems with their hands, arthritis or whatever, and this allows them to load that without. It's it's just really easy. So, if, for an example, the the Garrett, look at him going to town on this thing. Yeah, so thirty three round Glock mag. Yeah, so you take your nine mil ammo, dump it in the top hopper, stick a magazine in the side, and you've got different adapters. So you can use a Glock adapter. Uh, there's Sig adapters. There's even a Sig. There's Sig three twenty Sig. Uh, 226 and 365, as well as CZ and Springfield, and I don't know what other other ones they make, but yeah, you start yep. cranking this thing and it loads the mags for you. Same thing with 556. Now in the military we had stripper clips, so that was really fast. This allows you just to throw the ammo in the top hopper with the with the rifle one. You've got to have it oriented one or the other way, but with the nine mil, you just throw it in, just yeah. just dump the box in it, there, and it's, it auto indexes. Yeah, and now they cool. the, the pro. I just got the pro that one on the far end there, and it's uh. That runs even smoother than the others, and it is, it, yeah. If you don't have a mag pump, you gotta go check them out at, at uh, magpump.com, and, and you'll when you see what it does, just buy one. And the only thing you got to be prepared for is your your ammo costs are going to go up <laughs> because you're going to shoot way more than you've ever shot. Absolutely. And uh, it's it's awesome. This one's cool too. It's that's clear plastic, so you can actually see the rounds dropping down and yeah. see how it works. But anyway, yeah, mag you know, pump. You gotta, I, first, I first saw these saw these guys at the shot show four or five years ago when they were, I mean. Just yeah. getting started, yeah. yep. and it's been cool to see how they've really come a long way, adding more products to the product line, and uh, starting to get a little bit more mainstream. I mean, I've gone to shooting matches where they have these at every stage. We have them in our classes they, sometimes, and we just I tell guys, hey, I'll load your mags for you. They're like, yeah, right. <laughs> and I go, you dump the ammo in the top, I'll load your mags. Yeah. Sure, and then they see how it works, and they go, hmm, yeah, i got to have one of those. Because <laughs> some guys say, well, I can load by hand. Okay, go ahead. You load by hand, I'll load by this thing, and yeah. I'll, the mag pump, I can spend my time shooting, and you can waste your time loading. But anyway, sorry to yeah. interrupt there. No, no, but. no, no, no. Dude, this is, your, this is your time. You're on, you're on the show, <laughs> but uh, so – uh, I'm actually curious. This is a great product. So, folks, again, you know, go check out Magpump. Uh oh, he, we got. Look at um, this. Yeah, he's got to. He's got to pull out one of the big out boys. Another or one here. Two of them. <laughs> Dos to those mariachis. That's what I like to see. Good. <laughs> um, but uh, w what other products these days are kind of floating your boat? Like stuff that's new, new to the market. Like what's well, get, what's getting Kyle Lamb's eye these days? Well, what I've, I've been working on some knives lately. So we mm. actually launched three new knives 
the third one just came on board. So we did the Norseman, the Crusader, which is a middle. The Norseman's the big one. Crusader is uh, the middle size knife, and the latest one is the Patriot. We have those available on our, on our website. That's been kind of floating my boat here lately. But we also have uh, stuff we're doing with Leupold, with Sig, with Five Eleven. Of course, we're here at Mag Pump. Um, I would say the the two most exciting things to me. One, Sig went in the M17 contract. Yeah, yep. That's awesome because now we're seeing guys that are shooting this pistol. And you've shot the 320. I and, own several. Yeah, and, and, I, and here's the thing: if you're if you're a Glock guy, I'm good with that. It, we we need to have a few Glock people out there. But if you're a Glock guy and you pick up a 320, it's an easy transition. Yeah. Because the 320 is a super easy gun. One to to shoot, but two to reload. You can reload that gun even faster, I think, than a Glock. Yeah. And I own a bunch of Glocks. Um, the military making that transition, a lot of the SF guys have had to make a transition from the Glock 19s to this uh, 320, and all of them to a man have said, yeah, that thing is, it's it's just, it's an easy gun to shoot. Now, the M17 actually has a thumb safety, so that makes it a little bit more difficult if you're a Glock guy, but sure. that thumb safety is a pretty good idea, too. So, for a 1911 shooter, I don't have any issues activating that. Yeah. Um, well, if a person builds their grip as they're yep. as they're drawing, I mean, it should really happen almost automatically. Well, the the other the other product is the the Leupold scopes. They've got the the um, Mark Five. They just released the seven to thirty five. So for you guys out there that are yeah. PRS shooters, it's yeah. a it's a it's a big deal to be able to go up to that power. It allows you, and and that's who was screaming for it were those guys. And I, I'll tell you if. If they start using that scope in competition, we're going to have more and more military guys wanting that extra power, and and that Mark V is a you've seen it. It's yeah. a it's a really compact, lightweight scope. So yeah, yeah good products. And if you if if you look around, um, I think what I what I like about the industry right now, and, and some people might get mad if I say this, but the industry I think is more real right now because for a few years it was fake. We had yeah. the oh crap, Hillary's going to get elected. It's just blowing up. It was blown up on yeah, on, on, yeah, it was just fake. And now it's real as my buddy Frank DeSoma over at POF says, he goes, "Now we're back to where people that are innovating and doing good stuff are going to be the ones that are going yeah. to be able to stay alive during this." And Frank, I don't know if you've well, shot his revolution, POF, but I have not yet, but they've been it, coming it, out with some really cool stuff. It's unbelievable. Yeah. He sent a picture the other day to me, and it was a picture of a MP5 and a picture of one of their revolutions in yeah. 762 and You're talking about a 308 the, rifle. It weighs like 6 pounds and shoots Oh, it's it's amazing, like, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, I mean, I have like I said, I haven't shot it yet, but I've seen Frank's uh, videos. He's been oh, posting a bunch. Yeah, I've got the Revolution. I really, I mean, I really, I got a bunch of guns. Of course, I I like, you know, I I do a lot of stuff with Sig, but that doesn't mean that I don't shoot other guns because I want to know what's out there. And I would say Frank is a guy that's innovating. You know, Sig, they're innovating too. They're a huge company. You you expect that from them, but Frank's company is not nearly as big as Sig, and he's just. He's crushing it, you know. He's doing really good, and he's a good guy. Super good, yeah. strong patriot. Uh, he actually did a thing the other day. It was just recently here. It's the day that we released the Patriot Knife, and we did not plan to do that. But it was the day that uh, Lexington and Concord were attacked mm. by the Brits. And what was funny was, I I saw that, and I'm like, Frank just did a video. I stole his idea because I, I was like, we got the Patriot Knife. It's launching today. <laughs> so I did just a short video about that. But Frank's the one that 
that really got that to the front of my brain. So uh, he's mm. another history buff. We talk all the time about history, and I'll call him up, and we'll talk for five minutes about guns, and we'll talk for a half hour about history. So <laughs> anyway, there's a lot of there's a lot That's of cool, cool a lot of cool stuff around here. Here's something I want to ask you about. <clears throat> um, what about a? Because I don't think I've really had you opine on this very much. Red dots on a pistol. Like, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, definitely, like, the, I mean, you see, obviously, like I've seen, the market has moved that way in such a huge way. I mean, I remember, what, not even three years ago, you go to SHOT Show or something, and there were a couple of guys doing it. Now, every major manufacturer is like, oh, we've got a red dot version, too, of, of our pistol. So what are your thoughts? Well, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'm, one of my problems, I guess, is I'm, I'm usually honest. Yeah. <laughs> and I... I would say this, I'm probably not as big a fan as I should be, but if I honestly look at how fast I can shoot with my gun with no red dot on it up close, Mm -hmm. I can shoot faster with iron sights up close than I can with the red dot. As soon as I step beyond 15 yards, there's no comparison. The red dot shines amazingly well. Yeah. let me show you right now what I'm well, carrying you, here. You don't have to be thinking so about side alignment. That's what at I'm that carrying point. right now. Yeah. S- so same. I got a 365 yep. with VTAC sights and a red dot on it. So I'm I'm using that because the VTAC sights actually co-witness with the red dot. That changes it. So that Is way. Is that I, the RMSC? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. So the reason I have that dot on there is because my buddy Cav at at uh, SIG Academy built this gun for me. Mm. Um, but it puts that dot low enough that you can see your red dot and I can see the iron sights at the same time. So then you kind of get the best of both worlds. So I would say if you're going to use a red dot, you should still continue to drive your iron sights and then the red dot appears. Don't just say, I don't want to even look at my iron sights. So, hey man, here's the deal. They're here to stay. It's not like, you know, five years from now, people will say, oh yeah, that didn't work. We're done. Mm-hmm. It makes a shooter, first of all, it takes a shooter that probably isn't the greatest shooter and makes them better. Yeah. It takes a shooter whose eyesight is suffering and makes them better. Yeah. It may take a shooter that has some handicaps, whatever that might be, missing an eye or did, what, what, something that caused them to have an issue with focusing on that, on that sight. It may help them uh, at distance. It's, it's amazing. I shot a video the other day for Guns and Ammo TV, and we mm-hmm. shot 500-point uh, aggregate, which... I pulled out my little pistol that I'm wearing right now, and guys are like, you're going to do that on TV? You're going to shoot that little gun. So out of 500 points, I dropped 17 points. That's not a... So the micro compact. Yeah, that's not an easy drill to shoot in the right. first place. But and, and I'm not saying that I'm like some super stud because I did that, but normally with a little gun like that, you're not going to be able to shoot that well. And I was easily able to shoot extremely well with that little pistol because of the red dot. The gun's accurate, so now all we have to do is be able to reliably place our sights on the target and squeeze the trigger. I got the trigger squeezing part down, but reliably place my sights there. My eyes are getting, I'm 51, my eyes are getting a little bit weaker at the close distances. Mm. So instead of trying to wear a glass that changes that, I can use the red dot. It tightens everything up, and now I'm, I'm tightening, up my, tightening up my groups. Now, for law enforcement, I think it is going to be, and for the military, it's going to be a little difficult because we have people out there that, don't shoot their guns until it's time to either go and qualify or to shoot somebody. They're going to have a, a hard time with the red dot because yeah. it is not, it's not just like, hey, you pull it up and then the dot's right there. It takes some getting used to. Yeah. And it also takes batteries. 
So I, I use the Delta Point Pro more than any of them. Uh, several of my 320s, I got the Delta Point Pro on there, mm -hmm. which has the built-in rear sight. It's what a lot of the special ops guys are buying now for, for their pistols. And it's, uh, yeah, that's a great little sight. I just, I guess I, I'm not a doubting Thomas because I know that it works. Yep. And if you look at all these these competition shooters, and I just started shooting some open competition with I, uh, I saw that. with the Delta Point Pro on my <laughs> pistol, just for fun. But on that gun, it makes sense because you're up close. You're just if I got to go strong hand only or support hand only, it's a little bit difficult to find the dot. But when you've got both when you've got both hands on the gun, it's easy to run that thing hard. Yeah. So I also saw you recently uh, at an indoor match running a, an open gun with. I mean, that, that thing was tricked out. I don't, I don't know whose gun you were shooting, but it looked pretty sweet. Yeah, ZM weapon. So my buddy, El Zitta, <laughs> he lives down the road from me. He calls me one day. He goes, yeah, I got this gun for you. So he shows up with his comp gun, and he built it 9mm because yeah. I don't have, a, I don't have a, a big supply of 38 Super. <laughs> sure. I take it out and shoot, and I go, oh, crap, this is awesome. And I've shot a few of those guns, but I've ne I never competed with an open gun. So I shot a match that night with that gun, and I won the match, and I just had fun. Winning, that's not the important part. The important part is when you go out to shoot at a match, you want to have a good time. Yeah, yeah. I had a great time. So there was an another match coming along, and I said, well, I really like this gun, Al, but he goes, well, what, what don't you like? And I said, it was too heavy because <laughs> it was a steel frame gun. Sure. The, the entire lower was steel, and, of course, it's got a bigger slide. It's got the comp on there, all this. Yep. So he calls me, and he says, I took a pound out of that gun. I'm like, okay, a pound? how'd you take a pound out? He goes, well, I changed the lower, put a, a aluminum frame with a plastic grip module. The aluminum frame has metal inserts in it, so you got me you got steel on steel when you're shooting. He oh, brings wow. it over. The gun is now it's light like I like it. It feels like I'm shooting a 320, but it's a 9-millimeter comp gun, you know? Yeah. So I practice for a day. I go in there, and, and uh, I compete. I had a... Well, you saw that video. It's just fun, man. I'm telling you. And, <laughs> Dude, you were tearing it up. Oh, like, man, I had a good well, time. Well, Kyle yeah. still has it. I mean, yeah, and I, Dude, I mean, you were crushing it. It just, it's, it's almost like I have to pull back on the brake a little bit because it's, you feel like you can go faster than you really can. I mean, it's, yeah. doggone, it's fun. <laughs> if guys, if you haven't done it, I mean, Red Dot, it's just fun on a gun to do that. But on a comp gun, the thing ain't moving. It's violent recoil, but the dot doesn't come off the target, so it's... It's amazing. Yeah. But well, on those open guns, you got that red dot mounted to the frame. Well, so this one, it's mounted to the slide. It's oh, mounted okay. just like I, I have on my other gun. So, gotcha. yeah, yeah. So I must have missed that. Yeah, it's very close to what That's I'm cool. shooting. It's it, it's. What optic was it on Delta there? Point Pro. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, so cool. I hooked uh, uh, Z-Man LZ. He's a guy that developed the LR300 folding battle rifle system back in the 90s, actually hmm. late 80s, beginning of the 90s. And I don't know why that thing ever. I think it's politics why it never caught on. But he had beat everybody the punch on a on a piston. It's not really a piston system. It's it's a, a like a delayed. It's a different system. It's similar to an AK, but not like an AK. It's a it's a cool system. He tricks the gun into believing that the gas system is a rifle length gas system versus hmm. you know the short system. Sure. But uh, where was I going with that? Oh yeah. So ZM weapons. He he's the guy. Well, I, I guess I lost my train of thought there. What was I talking about? Well, he's a cool dude, and he's building awesome oh, guns, Oh, yeah, right? yeah, his I mean, guns are the, – the, the, <laughs> the only problem with his guns are they're, they're expensive. Expensive, but, yeah. But they're hand-built. I mean, when a guy spends over an hour just on the extractor, now just think about that. How much is his time worth? He, he builds some just – yeah, he, he's, he's, a, he's a character, too. Uh, he's the guy that taught my grandson, who's five years old. He caught him to swear. So I guess he's uh, – <laughs> I'm not sure that's a good thing or not, but <laughs> – <laughs> right on dude 
Well, I've probably taken enough of your time, but uh, what's what's coming up for you next? Like, what's what's the big plans the rest of this year for you? Uh, more training, you know, just continue to be on the road doing that. We've started uh, filming some Guns and Ammo TV episodes. I'm going to go back on there as myself this time, not as a not. I'm still working with Guns and Ammo, obviously, but. I'll be doing it as Kyle Lamb from Viking Tactics, doing some drills, teaching these guys drills, mm. and then we shoot the drills mm. kind of as a competition and talk about what you know what we're taking away from that. That's one thing that's going on. I've got a fiction book that I'm trying to get out by the end of the year. That's, that's um, awesome, dude. Yeah, and we've got some other opportunities. I, I don't know what's going to happen. The stuff with SIG and Leupold is going great. 5.11's always you know, crushing it with their sales too. But And then Magpump. I mean, these guys just keep on... This thing is really starting to pick up. Even overseas now, they're selling more of these things. So, yeah, we got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, I'm trying to think what else I've got up my sleeves. Tell, tell, tell us, I mean, can you tell us about the fiction book? Is it, is it something kind of military-related or something um, totally out of the blue like we, we won't see coming? No, it's, it's going to be exactly what you see coming. Just think of if Kyle Lamb got out of the military <laughs> and our country was going south, and people didn't want to honor our Constitution, and five wealthy Americans decided that they would they would start a task force that would try to get us back on track. Gotcha. So I like it. It's it's almost the truth. And I'll tell you what the the, the fun thing about it is. I started writing it. and I'm like, okay, who's this character? And finally, I'm like, I just got to use real people. Mm-hmm. So. All of my characters on the good guy side are friends of mine or acquaintances of mine, guys I've served with or law enforcement. They're real people. Now their names have been changed, but but that person's a real person. On the yeah. bad guy side, I'm proud to report that most of those are real people too. Their names their names have definitely been changed. Sure. But when you read it and you you hear who these people are, or what they're doing, it won't take you uh, much to figure out who exactly <laughs> they are. But, yeah, they, uh, there's a lot of mayhem that goes on. And, and what I wanted to do was when I read books, have you read Jack Carr's book, Terminal List? Uh, I, it's on my list. Okay. I have not gotten to it. So, yep. I, I didn't know Jack. I, I knew of him, but I met him at the SHOT Show this year. Sure. Super good dude. Yep. Former Navy guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I read his book, Terminal List. It is awesome because it's written from a military perspective. I mean, a real military perspective. He served. Right. So he, his stuff so is accurate. It's very, very accurate. And it's yeah. like, it's the feelings. It's all this stuff that a real military dude would have. So, and I've, I've been, I mean, I was already writing this book before I met him, but it, it made me say, okay, this guy did it. He's had really good success. He's a super good dude. And the book is awesome. So I would like to emulate his success <laughs> by writing a book. And I, and I don't know if I have that ability or not. I'm trying, but I know one thing when you read it, if you haven't been there, you probably won't realize if it's right or wrong. But if you've been there and you read it, you're going to say, yeah, man, that's exactly what it was like when this happened. Um, and I haven't done, you know, I haven't done all of this stuff that's in the book, but I've thought about it a lot. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of funny. I was talking to somebody the other day on an airplane, and I know the people around me were kind of like, what? And I go, yeah, today I got to kill like three more people. And they're like, what? Um, my buddy sent me a text the other day. He goes, hey, man, we, get to, we need to get together and go kill someone. That's what he said in his text. And I read it, and I started laughing. And then he, then he texts me back. He goes, ah, oh, stupid spell check. 
He wanted to say, let's go kill something. Yeah, sure, sure. And it came out, we need to kill someone. someone. <laughs> if somebody reads my text, they're going to be like, what is going on? If somebody goes well, on that my phone history, never gets subpoenaed. I hope they never go on my computer because the, the searches I've done on my text or on my email or on my internet for this book, research, sure. would send me to prison. Well, I'm seriously because, sure. how, you know, body bombers and people from Gutter and Iran and from Israel and, I mean, I'm kind of telling yeah. you what the story is about there, I guess, but it's happening in America and, and how we're going to stop this. And I'll tell you the other thing that's kind of scary is a lot of this is of the issues that we're having in this book are issues that we're actually having in real life. So yeah, it, it, it's going to hit home for some folks and other people will be like, yeah, that'd be crazy. I hope that never happens. Well, maybe it's actually already happened and you just don't know about it but and that's one thing that we don't want you know we don't want the cat out of the bag but i'll tell you this federal law enforcement and the military have stopped and i mean local law enforcement have stopped a lot of terrorist attacks yeah you'll never know about it yep and thank the good lord that they've been out there doing that and but there's sometimes that guys guys and gals of ill repute sneak through and that's kind of what this is about you know they're either the cops aren't able to do what they need to do or these guys beat them to the punch but the good guys do pretty well bad guys don't do so well so hopefully uh yeah i think i think dude i'm excited i think if 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 you like military stuff this is going to be very military-esque um there's no fakery there's no stuff in there that doesn't exist it's real it's real stuff you know they're shooting some people in the face with 300 blackout and just fun stuff, you know, little fun stuff you like sure. to do. So like the text says, hey, let's get together and kill someone. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> right on, dude. You know what? I'm sure you're going to do well. Uh, I mean, you already have a pretty good little audience. You know, there are a lot of people who know who you are. I was not aware of Jack Carr till his book became a thing. So I think you're going to do really well. He's here too, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, he's roaming around. He's probably sitting there drinking tea with Trump or something right now. But <laughs> probably. He's an awesome, awesome dude, great patriot. Uh, he's he, like his hero is Brad Thor, sure. who's also a friend of mine. He lives down the road from me there. So it's, it's fun when this whole Brad Thor, one of the greatest thriller writers out there, yep. is helping him make connections and do this. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. And now Jack Carr helping me make connections. And, you know, and that's, I think that's what we need more of. We don't need people that are, are trying to be divisive. I think we need right. us all to work together. And, you know, he's a SEAL and I'm an Army guy. And some people would say, oh, you can't get along. Well, actually, no, we get along just fine. Sure. He's a super good cat. So, yeah, read his book. And then when you finish his book, I think he's got a new one coming out this summer. But, yeah, I should be his agent, shouldn't I? Yeah. I really should. Maybe I get a job as his agent. But my book hopefully will be out uh, either later this year or, or I don't know how long the process will take. But by this time next year, it should be out and yeah. available. And either I'll be like, well, it's selling great or nobody wants to read it. Do, do you have a publisher already lined up? Or are no, you? no comment. Okay. No, just, <laughs> no that's cool, man. Uh, you know, and folks, uh, you know, Kyle, uh, you, you've already written a number of books. Obviously, nonfiction, training focus, drills, stuff like that. The Leadership and Shadows book, yep. excellent book as well. I recommend that one as well. Uh, and by the way, we have those available in the concealedcarry.com store or go to vikingtactics.com as well. So. Yeah, go, I, yeah, don't do that. Go to concealedcarry.com <laughs> and pick one up. And uh, yeah, we would we would we love to have you guys do that. It's been awesome working with y'all there, and yeah. uh, 
Yeah, keep doing what you're doing, man. And it's great information you guys are putting out. And I don't get to listen to or watch everything you do, but the, the good thing is when I do, you don't make me cringe. You make me okay. happy. Good. No, seriously. I mean, in that, there, there's some guys when you hear it, you're like, oh, dude, you shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I don't say that when I listen to y'all right. uh, doing doing your business. And, uh, yeah, keep yeah, well, keep doing it. We're trying is, to get is, better. Uh, is, um the little Del Monaco man, is he still working Sam, with y'all? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's awesome, huh? Yeah, and he just got married. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw a picture I, of that. I sent, I sent you yep, a, yep. yeah, uh, it was, he's doing well, you know. He's a good kid. Um, we moved our fulfillment operations yep. in-house, and he's running that. So he's running our customer service, he's running fulfillment. Uh, he, he is a great kid. So and have you given him a pay raise? Absolutely, we did. Okay, give him another one. He deserves it. That's how we got linked up, man, was I know. through Sam. Yeah. I know. I remember one day we were in a company meeting, and we were just talking about some different ideas you know, and Sam's like, well, my dad knows Kyle Lamb. Like, like maybe you guys could talk to him. I stayed at <laughs> that house. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. he's so Sam, great kid. Uh, David, you know, he's doing really well in the military. Yep. Yep. And, uh, um, oh, crap. Now I'm drawing a blank. Uh, oh. Is uh, Dan's daughter? Um, yeah, I don't think I. Oh, doggone! I don't think I, I got I, her I'm, name at the. I'm terrible. At the she got there. married, and and now they're they're just a great family. We had Melinda and I were in. I was out doing some tenth group training out at uh, at Fort, Fort Carson. Carson. Yeah, and Dan and Lisa drove up and had Chow, and they're just they're just such good people, they you know, down and, to earth. Yeah, and, and all of their kids are. Uh, so I, I I'm gonna. I can't remember her name right now, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get in trouble for that. But yeah, <laughs> that's de- all right. It happens. Yeah. Give him another pay raise. He deserves it. Good guy. He he will. I am sh- I'm confident of that. And uh, have you seen his Viking Tactics tattoo? I don't know that the I. Crusader cross. I don't think I knew he had one. You need to check it out. I will. Uh, I'll ask him about he that. He did a. He did a. He's got a really that's cool, cool uh, Crusader cross tattoo. That is. Yeah. Um, it's not ours, but it, it was funny. He showed me when he got it, and it's uh, it's a lot like this Crusader patch that we did years ago. And uh, yeah, good dude. But you know yeah, what we man. need to do? We need to get Sam out shooting more. Oh and, yeah, and get out from behind that computer and that phone and packaging packages. <laughs> yeah, and it makes you better too. It makes you you focus better and, and be more yeah. productive if you can get out and think a little yeah. bit and shoot on the range. So, so awesome, cool man, Kyle. Thanks so much for your time today. Seriously, buddy, I really appreciate you and. Uh, Wish you, th- seriously, the best in all success in all that you're doing. You're doing a ton. And yep. uh, hopefully you continue to juggle all that successfully. And, and <laughs> good luck on that book. Keep, keep us in the loop, and, and we'll do everything we can to promote it. All right. Thanks again. All right. Thanks, buddy. And we're back. Uh, that was a great interview with Kyle. And, uh, again, thank you so much, sir, for doing that with us. Uh, folks, we'll keep you apprised of his new book and when that's ready for you know and and officially published and out there. Uh, we'll make sure uh, to let you know. It should be a great one. I'm looking really looking forward to it. In fact, I hope Kyle, maybe you'll let me get a sneak peek of it before uh, before it goes uh, to publish. Uh, I'd love to love to check it out. Yeah. So, guys, uh, again, uh, go give Five Eleven Tactical Viking Tactics and Mag Pump some love. All right, we appreciate each of those companies for making everything about this episode possible. All right, now is the time to announce this week's winner of the weekly giveaway. Again, if this is the first time you're hearing of this or if you've never participated, it's really super simple. Just head on over to concealedcarry.com forward slash podcast prize and get signed up. It's really 
not hard at all. It is, uh, it, it's a no-brainer. So make sure you do it each week, all right? Because the the clock resets, the signups reset, the list resets every week, all right? So if you don't, at least go in once a week and redo your signup for the podcast giveaway, you'll miss out, all right? And sometimes the odds of winning are really good. So just for some whatever reason, some weeks, it just seems like there's not as many signups as other weeks. All right, again, this week, the winner will receive one 511 Tactical hat. Uh, this is the Never Forget hat uh, depicting the three sites, the three terrorist sites, that being the Pentagon, the Twin Towers, and where Flight 93 went down near Shanksville, Pennsylvania, which coincidentally was not very far away from Pittsburgh, where the Concealed Carry Expo was recently held, which is why reminder that it seemed very appropriate place, listeners to seek local that when in talking with 511 Tactical and they podcast. agreed to sponsor us in part for that event, they provided a crap ton of these hats so they, they had sitting around. So we were really excited to uh, aid them in giving those away. So uh, we had a great time. We had a great showing. A lot of people came to a, to the booth to, to get their hats. Um, all we did is we asked if they would download our app. And if they downloaded our app, well, they got a hat. So, and by the way, if you're not familiar with the Concealed Carry Gun Tools app, it's real simple. Just go to concealedcarry.com forward slash mobile app. And uh, your phone should automatically load your respective app store with the uh, link to the app, the Concealed Carry Gun Tools app, and uh, download it, try it out. It's a really great app, and it's 100% and completely free. All right, so time for this week's winner of the giveaway. We had a few of these hats that we reserved for some special prizes, this being one of them. And so... I'm going to, in fact, I don't have my sound cart ready this week, folks. Sorry about that. So I don't have the drum roll, but we'll do one anyway. Here we go. Scott D. Scott D. is this week's lucky winner. He has an email address that ends in at lynchburg.net. Chances are, Scott, you'll know who you are. Be looking for an email from me or one of my team and uh, we'll get from you your shipping address and other information and get that hat shipped out to you. Congrats to you, Scott. Again, folks, if you'd like a chance to win some great prizes each week, you can. You have two opportunities, actually, by either participating in the weekly sign-up giveaway, which is announced every generally on every Tuesday episode or the early episode of the week. Uh, you can, again, do that at concealedcarry.com forward slash podcast prize. And the other opportunity is to, if you are able, check into our Facebook live broadcast of the podcast each Thursday at noon, 12 noon Mountain Time, where we announce uh, a win, at least a winner or sometimes winners to those that are live participating in the Facebook live broadcast. All right, so that's the other opportunity. Join us both in the uh, Facebook lives on Thursdays and by signing up in the weekly giveaway that is announced on Tuesdays. All right. Either one, you have a chance. We hope to see you there and see you win. So with that, I am going to sign on out of here. All right. So we will let you go. But before we do, a reminder to train right, train often, and train safe. So you can fight hard, fight fast, and fight true. Take care. 
reminder that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand applicable laws. The Concealed Carry Podcast, Concealed Carry Inc., ConcealedCarry.com, and their affiliates strive to share insights and stories about firearm-related incidents and laws, but things could be different where you live, or laws may have changed by the time you listen to this. We cannot be held liable for your actions based on the information shared in this podcast.